0: Hey, this is Pam Perry. So we are here with Get Out There, Get Known today, and we have a special guest, and she is with the Washington Informer. So right after this, I will tell you a little bit about her and bring her up.
1: Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry.
0: Hey there. So you know that just about a lot of the times, I'm always talking about the black press, the black press, right? And um, it's been something that you're not surprised about. But today is a publisher that I have the most respect and esteem for is Denise Broluck Barnes and the Washington Informer. And she is a publisher, but she went to a couple of HBCUs. She went to Howard. She went to Hampton, always involved in, uh, she's got her JD degree as well, but always involved what is the cutting edge of news. And so when you really think if you're an author, speaker, coach, entrepreneur, trying to get press, trying to get in the media, you got to know a little bit what they're looking for. So I want you to meet Denise. There she is. Hey. hey, how are you? <laughs> how are you? Good, good. Because I want people to really understand a little bit about your career. So they're not afraid of journalists and know what it is that makes them tick. So you went to Hampton, you're in communications, went to Howard, graduated from Howard, went on and did another degree, a JD degree as well. But I want people to understand that you're not new to this game. You've always been inlo- involved in news, always been involved in communication, especially in the Black community. So I wanted people to know, like, to hear your heart, like, why? You know, because we, we're we in part of NABJ, the National Association of Black Journalists. Um, you, You're friends with Dr. Ben Chavis. Uh, you know, so why is, you know, part of NMPA, which is National Newspapers Publishers Association. So why is this something that has been a part of your, I guess you would say, your career over the last 15, 20 years? No,
2: you're kind. (laughs) A good minute, a good minute. Let's just say that. good minute. I've been adding it up. First of all, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be with you today, to be on your show. We've talked so much about it. And I'm really proud of, um, you know, you creating this platform uh, to share, you know, and empower people who have a message, who... um, Um, You know, have something to also share with the community at large. And Mm -hmm. so that's what inspires me. Uh, Just to give you a little bit of background, as you know, um, my dad started the Washington Inform in 1964. So Mm -hmm. I grew up in this business, you know, as I say, it's well... It's kind of old school now. I used to say ink runs through my veins, but, you know, uh, now it's the Internet that runs through my head. I don't know what it is. But anyway, um, so, yeah, I mean, I grew up in the business and I understood watching him and my stepmother and my mother, who were all very um, engaged and, and involved, not only in the civil rights movement, but in the home rule movement here in the District of Columbia. My stepmother served on the city council for 16 years. And um, you know, my dad started a um, a philanthropic organization called United Black Fund. Oh, yeah. Ten years after he started the Washington Informer, so his whole mission uh, was to create. Um, a financial resource uh, for nonprofits. uh, And the theme was meeting unmet needs because a lot of our smaller Black nonprofits didn't have their 501c3, their um, Mm -hmm. uh, bylaws, all the things that they needed that prohibited them from getting grant money from institutions. We're still having the same challenges, but a lot of us have grown up now. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're learning now how to play that, uh, I don't call it the nonprofit game, but essentially that's what it is, how to get those nonprofit dollars. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, when I got out of, um, actually, when I was in school uh, at Hampton and moved over, transferred over to Howard uh, and majored in journalism and had some of the you know, the earliest and greatest black journalists you know, as instructors, you know, I don't know if folks might not recognize the names, but Samuel Yad and Wallace Terry, if you saw the movie Bloods, that movie was based on a book that was written by Wallace Terry, who I took five classes from, from Howard. Wow. And um, uh, I even took a class from um, uh, who we now call Haki Madabuti, but he was formerly Don L. Lee. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, and so it was a class called Black Thought, and uh, you know, it's amazing. You think you're black, and you think you can think, but then you put the two together, and it sort of helps to shape your concept and ideas about um, about nation building, about community.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And so, um, went on to Howard Law School. Well, <laughs> you know, that's that's the that's the pillar, you know, of black justice and civil rights and all mm-hmm. that. And so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good to come through there, but it was there where I really understood the power of media. Um, became the publisher of the law school, not the editor of the law school newspaper, not the law journal. That was for it That was smart of the smart law students. I was, you know, I was just, you know, like I say, Denny from the hood, just trying to do my thing. And so, but I was uh, asked to be editor of the, the um, barrister. That's mm -hmm. when I realized the power of uh ownership um and and managing your own press. And so Mm -hmm. when I finished there, I told my dad, you know, okay, I'll come back and work for the informer for a few years. Wow. Be poor, you know, and then go off and make money. And that was in
0: 1980. Okay. So Um, it's been it's been a minute. It's it's been been a a minute.
2: Yeah. So to answer your question, um, that's just a little background, but you know, there are so many um, untold stories, and we see it in film every day now, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hidden figures. Um, uh, uh, was it, uh, gosh, Red, I want to say Red.
3: Uh,
2: red um, yeah. You the, know about. About the, the airmen. Yeah, yes, there's yes. so many. Red-tailed. Yeah, Red Tails, thank you. <laughs> red Tails and... Um, uh, um, some others. Amazing. And then
0: Phil is coming out too as well. Uh, the, Phil, Phil.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and there's another one I was thinking about, but there's so many, so many stories to tell. Mm-hmm. But those are the stories that make it to film. If we sit back and really look, and we don't even have to look far, you know, we can look at the person that may be sitting across from us, the person that, you know, comes to our house for Thanksgiving dinner. And or or since I mentioned Thanksgiving because we're about to come up on the holidays when when company comes and people started to tell stories and you realize the impact that so many of us have had on on the communities that we live in. And how do we get those stories told? Mm -hmm. And while, you know, we're not in the book writing business. We are in the newspaper or news business. I can't mm-hmm. I should say newspapers, but we still print a newspaper. Yeah. It's important for us, you know, to make sure that that the history of our community is not lost, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not buried. And mm-hmm. so, um, um, you know, that's my I, I'm like the fisherman. You know, every morning I get up and I'm looking for stories.
3: Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm.
2: and sometimes people. I would have been one of those folks. I am one of those people who think, who cares what I think, who cares what I do, you know, who cares what I say. Um, but in your business, <laughs> you know, folks need to hear from you.
3: They do. and All you time.
2: Right. All and time. folks have great messages. And so it's like, don't be shy. You know, who's, who's go out there and tell your story and call people <laughs> like, you know, those of us who, um, Two hundred and some publishers across the country who own black-owned, who, who are black-owned newspaper, who are black newspaper publishers or black mm-hmm. media owners,
0: and also magazines. There's black magazines as well. Speakers right. magazine. This is like a niche one. This is just for yeah. black
3: speakers. It's yeah, it's for fantastic. black
0: mm-hmm. And, and um, the the thing that I like, you are like a second generation owner mm-hmm. of the Washington Informer. Out of the two hundred publishers that are part of your the, the black publishing newspaper business or news business, how many are there? Second or maybe third generations at this point, you think, Denise, that you know of?
2: Um, I know personally of probably about 20.
0: Wow, I had yeah. no idea it was that many. Yeah,
2: yeah,
3: wow, wow. I know, one in, yeah,
2: um, yeah, there's two. Um, let's see, yeah, there is one in Houston, Houston Forward Times. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. one uh, the Dallas Weekly? Is uh, yes. another. Um, I think there's another one out of Austin. I think they're beginning to. They're getting ready to transition now. I think the father is kind of retiring, and the son is taking over.
3: Oh, that's good.
2: we uh, granddaughter. I'm not sure which one. It seems as though the women. I I I, I don't. I love my brothers. I really love them. But it's the women that, that seem to step they, in. They have the bigger <laughs> vision
0: to kind of change things up a bit and just exactly, like. Exactly.
2: Exactly. I you think know. there's
0: one in Penn, the East Coast. I want to say Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. I'm not sure. Uh, but the thing that I like about the Black press one, it tells our stories, which you all do very, very well. I'm going to share some of the screens of some of the stories that you share, but also to you, collaborate. Mm-hmm. You collaborate a lot. And a lot of it comes around the fact that the advertising that is needed to run the uh, the organizations, the news organizations, the black consumer market is $800 billion market, right? Mm-hmm. And so we spend money, you all reach that market. And so in order, if you all come together and really continue to tell that story, you can get more advertisers that will fund the things that you need to do, whether it's automotive companies or gym shoe companies or whatever. That's one of the things. So tell me a little bit about the word in black And how that came about and how that consortium of, I think it's like, was it six of you guys? It's 10. Mm -hmm. 10 10 Mm -hmm. of you all that are, that's really amazing. Not too many businesses will come together like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to share the screen so people can kind of see what I'm talking about a little bit about the word in black so that they can know like, what is the word in black? And I was like one of the ones that uh, initially just loved to jump in on that as well. So um, I just talking about your staff here, uh, mm-hmm. let's, go, let's go back to your to our, our um, page. So this is really, if you all can see this here, this is the, um, the Washington Informer online, washingtoninformer.com. But you can see, obviously being in the D.C. in this election time, you can see there's a lot of um, uh, political news and that sort of thing. But also till you look down here about the other products that you have as well and the sections so why don't you, and also like the uh, print edition. So um, tell us a little bit about, I guess you would say the sections that you have and then also the other products, uh, the W-I-N-T-V and your your the um, the other things that you have, the the Word in Black.
2: So if you want to go to wordinblack.com, um, then you can see the number of uh, the publishers who are part of that. And I'm—I am one of those right now, um, and, and folks, I've not had anybody to challenge me on this, but I think that you might have to go to a new, um, a new, new browser. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to um, you, you, it's interesting how, for many years, you know, if you went to a black household, you see on the wall a picture of uh, Jesus Christ. A picture of Martin F. King,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and a picture of John F. Kennedy and maybe Robert Kennedy. Right. 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 And this summer uh, I went to Benin, which is uh, in uh, West Africa, a small country near Nigeria, and visited um, the home of a king there. And I noticed with all the pictures he had on his wall, he had a picture of George Floyd. Mm. And I said, why do you have this picture of George Floyd on your wall? He said, well, first of all, according to him, they did trace their uh, ancestry to Benin. And if no one knows the name Benin, they certainly know the film, The Woman King. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. And
2: it was based in the homey village in in Benin. But and I I just say that to say that following uh, the killing of George Floyd, Mm -hmm. dollars poured, you know, into a lot of institutions and the black press was one. Mm -hmm. And uh, the publisher uh, out of New York, the Amsterdam News, uh, Eleanor Tatum, received a phone call from someone who had some money and they wanted to support uh, what the black press was doing. They realized there's this movement now to support local media and they were trying to figure out what they could do to support the black press. So she reached out to uh, a national organization called the Local Media Association. And they asked, let's let's find some of your colleagues that you think might want to work together and collaborate.
3: Wow. And we're all
2: NMPA members. Yeah, um, We all have known each other. Many of us are second generation publishers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we had never worked on this level together. So she, I just happened, I feel very blessed to have been one of those 10 um, that was that um, you know is a part of this group. There's, um, like I said, the Amsterdam News, the Washington Informer, the Afro American, which is based in Baltimore and just celebrated its 130th anniversary. Yes, yes. Tony mm-hmm. Draper, congrats, yeah. congrats. Yes, yes, yes. 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 And um, uh, the Atlanta Voice and the Michigan Chronicle. Hiram um, Jackson. Hiram, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Um, the uh, Houston Defender uh study yeah. Messiah Giles, like I said, the uh Dallas Weekly, um the Sacramento Observer and the uh Seattle um not the Seattle Times oh gosh is
0: it the Portland, Seattle, Portland,
2: the Portland. Seattle yeah Seattle Times yeah I think that's it but anyway yeah um Chris Bennett is the publisher of that publication so you know we've been together sort of rocking and rolling for for Three years now, we created Word in Black, which is uh, a platform, one that um, we all contribute content to, Mm -hmm,
3: uh, mm
2: -hmm. and um, it, um, you know, sort of gives, it. we contribute content, and then we have been able to hire staff to write content so that we can use some of that content on our own websites. And it's all part of our digital uh, first transition, Mm -hmm. um, because we all have been struggling um, to put it kindly, to move from a print first to a digital first um, media company. Right. And it's not easy, <laughs> Be- especially when your lifeblood is advertising. Yes, that's right? it. That's and it. so trying to generate revenue online has been a real challenge for us mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, they count those numbers and the advertiser where we could maybe get a couple thousand dollars for a full page ad Online, we may get two hundred. Wow! And so, you know, if you're in, and that's that's good if you get two hundred, right? That's not a bad amount for small papers like small media companies like ours. But you can't sustain a staff, mm-hmm. you know. You can't, um, um, you know, grow when your revenue shrinks that much, even though you're reaching many more people, mm-hmm. and and people who are not accustomed to to um, spending money. Um, for what you know we've been getting for free on these things for so long mm-hmm. right so
0: I mean, it's, behind uh, the, it's behind the paywall because it's good information it's something that they can't get anywhere yeah um the I think it's something I think it was reasonable I know it was less than 200 dollars a year in order to get the word in black and I get it you know pretty much it's can't remember what the cost is but immediately when people are always saying that they want to support, Black media, they want to tell our stories. I always say, then you need to subscribe. That's mm-hmm. one of the things you need to subscribe. You need to read. You need to share. You need to uh, send a letter to the editor. You need to comment on their stories, whatever it is. Or when you all, when I saw that you had it, just um, automatically um, subscribe to it. Right. One of the key things about it. And so, the Washington Informer has other products as well. The Word in Black is just a consortium that you all are a part of, and that's exactly. one of the things. And that's still going strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like you said, you've expanded. But then in terms of what you all are doing, because one of the things you got to learn SEO, right? Not only just learn journalism, learn law. Now I got this whole other search engine optimization thing I got to do. So tell us about the broadcast part of what you're doing as well. Because I think uh, I want to say Nikichi Taifa said that you all had um, done some interviews and things like that. So you do that as well. Right. So, not only got to run the paper, be published the paper, now I'm also hosting an a, <laughs> online TV show. It's like, oh my God, okay, now what do I do? Now I okay, can do a podcast. It's like, I know, I know.
3: What
2: well, I call that one, that was our COVID baby because, um, you know, when COVID came and we couldn't put papers out in the streets, I mean, we could, but there was nobody out in the streets to go get them. Uh, you know, people didn't want to touch news boxes and the stores were closed. We couldn't put, you know, the papers in our newsstands in the stores. So we had to, but we were still, we were still, um, creating content. Mm -hmm. We're still covering Mm -hmm. stories. So we're like, how do we get, how do we reach our audience so that we can continue to share, you know, this information? And so, um, We discovered early on, uh, it wasn't StreamYard, but it was another um, tool that we used. And um, uh, Zoom, I mean, everybody was Zooming. So we said, "Mm, Mm hmm, that could work. So, yeah, we launched uh, what we call WIN TV, W-I-N, for Washington Informer News TV, Mm -hmm. in uh, March of 2020. Wow. I think it was, yeah, 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, we broadcast every Friday from noon to one, wow. and um, you know we, we we you know see one or two extra viewers every week. It's not we're not well. Yeah,
0: well it's just about a commitment, <laughs> so, Denise, It's a commitment to yeah. do that, to do it. It is a commitment to say, okay, I'm going to now stop what I'm doing out of the busy day, doing all the things because it's not just the news that you you're you're producing. You're also looking at the business side, the administrative Mm -hmm. side, the sales side, the marketing side. Then to add this other part about TV, finding the guests, booking the guests. That's a whole thing. And so you went to Howard. You have a great communication school. They have their own newspaper and all that. Do you pull a lot of um, Howard interns to help with a lot? Or do you pull people from, uh, I want to say it's an area, is it AmeriCorps? I'm not sure. It's it's another organization that's a nonprofit organization that sends journalists out to work with um, the community newspapers. Do you all get staffing from that? Because you need staffing. Everybody wants to be in it, but who's going to write all this and edit all this?
2: So yes, yes, and yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we uh, we definitely use um, uh, interns. Howard. We don't have any right now, but we uh, have used interns from Howard. You know, these days you can't use students for free anymore. you know, you have to pay them. So uh,
0: internships yeah. and communication were always like, you know, you want to do this
2: you gotta
3: I know, free, I know. But
2: but okay I tell you. but anyway, um, so we do that and then we have also um, um, applied for programs. Google had a program. Um um who is it? Uh General Motors has okay. a program, Discover the Unexpected, uh, and then uh Report for America, which is what you were thinking yes, about.
3: that was it. Report uh, for America.
2: So yes. we have been blessed to have some um really inspiring, great young writers uh mm-hmm. to join us from all of those programs. We have uh, actually it's one right. Sitting to my right right now is a Report for America, who's our environmental writer,
3: okay.
2: and uh, we have a health writer as well um, from Report for America. So yeah, we we all, we utilize all the tools and resources and 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 want to give you know experience. We had a young lady who came to us um, through Report for America last year. And the first or second day she was here, there was a press conference at the White House, and nobody could get there mm. but her. You know, can you imagine?
0: <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! And that I, baptism I, by fire, right there. I, I can't saying? remember
2: what the event was, but I know she doesn't has not forgotten. You know, it, of course, she lost. You know, you lose the. Whatever the the uh, attractiveness, once you realize how difficult that assignment can be, uh, mm-hmm. just getting in the door. But um, yeah, so we we um, you know that's how I grew up in this business, just doing it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'll also add that um, several years ago, because so many people were saying young people don't read newspapers, right. right, and that you know how could we reach millennials? And I always thought you know people which goes to what you do, people will read a, a publication if they like my daddy used to say, if they see themselves in it, Yes. they can read their own, read stories about themselves. And I said, let's, let's, let's try something. Same thing with Win TV. So we created a publication called uh, The Bridge. Um, and now The Bridge is um, edited and published by my oldest son and it's a newspaper that's Lafayette and it's uh created for for and by millennials
3: oh okay
2: it's got a lot of um you know some before it was mostly entertainment but you know people get older <laughs> and mm-hmm. they start thinking looking at the world around them and thinking there's some issues we ought to be uh engaged with so it comes out monthly okay and uh we have a new issue that comes out uh today it's uh if we usually the first you no, know, the the fourth Uh, Thursday of every month. And they also have a website uh, as well. So, um, yeah, so The Bridge will be seven years old in something about March, but it'll be seven years old in March Mm -hmm. of next year. Mm -hmm. And uh, we keep wondering, should we continue to do it? But um, it has an audience, print and digital, and they do um, events as well. So um, it's kind of moving us into this new direction of where media, at least our media should be going.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: And one
0: of the things too, I wanted to just point out too, that um, you have the video here, but kind of go through because a lot of people, um, Denise, they're not real familiar with the sections, right? So kind of go, it just briefly run through it, like your news, your business, your lifestyle, and where you're pulling stories, and what you would like to see in each one. So even if we go down to opinion, if we go to op-ed, just kind of give us what you're looking for in each one. So let's go to the news. Obviously, obviously, if you're a Washington informer, obviously we're talking about local, but you do some national things. You pull national from the wire, from
3: NMPA? Oh, or-
2: um, occasionally. We're probably one of the few, I've discovered, one of the few Black newspapers that cr- creates mostly original content. Wow. Um, I've, I've considered subscribing to AP in the past and it's a good resource. It helps you in a crunch and it can help you to save money. But a lot of times, you know, it's it's not local. It's not the news that you're trying to um, uh, the content you're trying to produce about people in the community, you know, in, mm-hmm. your, in the neighborhoods that we know so well. You kind of have to, you know, get what you can
3: get. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: in New Prince George's County, simply because uh, anybody that lived in Washington, D.C., or lived in any, lives in any major metropolitan area, uh, metropolitan city, knows that this been, there was this migration of uh, uh, Black middle-class folks mm-hmm. who moved out of the city, you know, into the suburbs. And Prince George's County at one point, I mean, now it's supposed to be Charles County, but Prince George's County is supposed to have been the second, or the first um uh, what was it? Mm. one of the largest multiple- yeah. mm-hmm. affluent, right uh, mm-hmm. uh black affluent counties in the country mm-hmm. so um and we find that about 50 percent of our readers are in Prince George's county so right. that's why we created that section and so it's still all about community news it's about you know politics it's about all those sections that you see business lifestyle
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, uh faith um um
3: the faith is under
2: mm,
0: right, mm, right, right, right. Okay. So, and that's really a big a big part of our community. Mm-hmm. Which you will not find in the typical type of um, newspaper, you know, because you cover it really, really deep. And right. so, it looks like Lydia, Lin, Lindia, Lindia, mm-hmm. like this is her beat. So she covers the religion and faith.
2: So Lindia is actually a columnist. So you know okay. that 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 uh uh is just her you know, her words of inspiration that she publishes every week. So
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. If someone wanted to to do a monthly column, I won't say they were weekly, would they then approach you if they want to do
2: something like that? Sure. Yeah. 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 That's what you would do. And and you know, we're we're looking now to because I, I and I'm not trying to discourage anyone, but what I will say is that, you know, there are people that knock on our doors usually want to write pretty much about either entertainment, you know wow. um, you know um, it's probably one of the areas that I hear most about lifestyle, things like that, which you can't get enough of that because you know that's that's good stuff. people like reading about that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're looking now you know to expanding and like I said Kayla does our our, um, our um, environmental uh, justice. Articles. We wanted to do some um, uh, articles on technology. You know, they're they're we are great consumers of technology,
0: but we've got yeah.
2: We're we're also pretty good producers and creators. It's mm. just we don't know about it. <laughs> you know, okay. we don't know what we're doing in those areas, and so to be able to bring more, get more stories about. Uh, I mean, that's that's what uh, Hidden Figures is all about. Those people, uh-huh. those women were, you know, scientists
3: uh-huh. and, uh,
2: uh-huh. who knew. <laughs> uh-huh. So, you know, there are more stories like that, and these young girls that are coming out of um, um, Spelman College and uh, that whole tech uh, women in tech uh, group and uh, uh-huh. so it technology is. is one. There's a lot of interest right now in transportation. You know, we listen to what's happening with airplanes and uh, electric uh, cars exactly
3: and- as well.
0: Gaming is a billion dollar industry. Yeah. So right. Right. who are software engineers or people who want to write those type of programs, that is a huge thing. It wasn't like a thing, uh, but it is a billion dollar industry. So right. now it's like right. a career I wouldn't have thought about when I was in school, wasn't around. But now it's like, OK, you want to get into those areas because they're growing so fast. They are mm-hmm. growing extremely, extremely fast. I want people to really go to the Washington Informer to realize it's not just about Washington, but it's about your culture. Uh, It's it's the voice of a community that you will just resonate with. So many people, especially uh, authors or uh, those that are speakers, they want to really, you know, quote unquote, use your platform. But the main thing I just wanted them to hear is that it's not just about okay, we reach a bunch of people, but you really are trying to tell a story. So if someone has a news angle, something they want to add value to, or they're a thought leader, they have something different that they want to say. Uh, an op-ed is a great way to say it. Uh, opinion editorial is a great way to, to write it. Um, this whole DEI uh, initiative that's going on right now, maybe someone like a Vonda Page may have a different way. She's saying, oh, I think you should dump DI and really talk anti black, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, because she just has like a really and so where could you where could a person like that, and that's why your your dad started the news, where could a person like that have that opportunity? Where could they share it? And that's why we had the black press. Right. Start in the sixties and some of them obviously before, but really it was like this is a place where we have to tell our story. Mm -hmm. Like we see things going on in the community, we just can't just sit back and say, Oh yeah. That's happening. We have no control. So what I like about the Black press, whether it's newspapers or Black talk radio, that's a whole nother thing. That's right. Uh, Roland Martin with his uh, OTT TV platform. Th- those are the things where we can find our voices and really, um, we're not monolithic. So it's not like everybody's going to but you can read the Washington Informer and just really get a gauge. Right you know, for what's really going on in our community from the standpoint of the mind, because you write as well. Probably when you feel inspired, you got so much else to do, but probably not all the time, but you write as well where you see something that is really shaping our community and you're you're putting that those stories out as well.
2: Well the one thing I will say um and and I, I maybe there's somebody out there who can Who's written or or spoken or whatever that can help me with this? But I am. Uh, I think we're all, we're all very excited. I've, one thing about print is that it's it. We have publications that we can still put our hands on that are over a hundred years old, right? They're yeah, just yeah. they're just there. With the internet, um, you know, the thing that scares me is that we don't really control it. And mm-hmm. as someone said the other day, I heard this on the radio, if, if someone was saying, if Facebook decided, which is kind of doing, is changing its algorithms, mm-hmm. you know, it's a way of cutting out voices. Yeah. You know, so, so we've got to we've got to keep bombarding this thing and putting our voices out there and using using these tools so that, you know, it's, it's more difficult either to silence us or to to um, erase us. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm concerned about, you know, our history and our culture and anything being erased because of the platforms that we that we use and then and and don't control. Um, and how do we take that and archive it someplace, make sure that it doesn't go anywhere.
3: Mm-hmm. As
2: researchers, you know, it may be a good tool. I may be just paranoid. That could be what it is. But um, I do believe that it's it's important. I guess the bottom line is important for us not to keep our thoughts. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm say keep our thoughts to ourselves. But sometimes you just need to keep your thoughts to yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Put them, but, put, them right. I don't put them in a safe space is what you're saying. Put them yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't be, I mean, if you've gone through the effort to write a book, if you've gone through the effort to get trained in public speaking, if you've gone through, you know, the effort to, 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 Become you know somebody that's going to contribute to society. Don't hide your gift. Mm, Share it. Just share it and 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 share it with you know. There's so many of us out there that are looking for you. So
0: Mm -hmm. I
2: love that. I love that.
0: And so when you are sharing it, knowing the publication, knowing what they stand for, knowing their values, knowing some of the the staff, knowing the stories that they've covered there's nothing worse for a reporter to get something pitching them a story or something that they just covered like yesterday you know right. it's like pay attention uh do some research do some do some do some work to that so that could be uh that could be the main thing so denise thank you so much i know i held you about 5 minutes over but i want to just make sure that we go through all the things that you're doing the win tv your your um the all the things that you're doing. So I want people to go to Washington Informer and just really take, pay attention to all the things that you're doing because you're growing and it's changing. And so oh, yeah. I really yeah. appreciate it. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Thank you and best wishes to you as well.
0: righty, take care. All Thanks. right, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. That was Denise with the Washington Informer. Just love her, love her. Make sure that you go on and uh, subscribe, download, share, tweet, comment it's it's there for you this is your paper okay it's the black press it is your paper so with that i am pam perry and i am out
1: you've been listening to the get out there and get known podcast brought to you by pamperrypr.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform pitch the media and promote yourself with confidence Head over to com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, com where you help you shine like a superstar.